0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I got to have a conversation with Matt Vincent, who's a Highland Games world champion, the owner of Hate Brand Goods, and the host of the Um So podcast. I say Um So over and over and over again on the show. You guys are probably tired of hearing me say it, so maybe I should be on that show. But during this episode, We talked about Matt's recent knee replacement surgery, his weight loss, and love for pushing his limits and just finding new things, pushing himself in new ways. Uh, This was really cool for me. i followed Matt for a long time. I really enjoy his content, and he's definitely helped me out through my journey. So, you know, maybe his mentality and his brand and what it stands for can help you. Uh, So make sure you guys check Matt out on uh, Instagram all that kind of stuff, I will link it all in the show notes and I will make a post on social media. All right, if you enjoy the show, if you want to help out in any way, just tell your family or friends, uh, spread it by word of mouth or um, you know, give us a share on social media. But here he is,
1: here's Matt. Matt Vincent, how you doing, man? I'm excellent, man. Happy to, uh, happy to get a chance to chat with you and, uh, and beyond normally this time of night i'm I'm basically shutting it down i don't do much after about 3 p.m
0: (laughs) yeah i'm uh i'm out of it pretty early man usually about nine o'clock i'm hitting the sack going to bed oh yeah so first of all i just wanted to say thank you for being on the show i mean i I really appreciate you coming on uh i've really enjoyed your content over the last you know five or so years that that i've been following you and and hate brand goods and uh, i know that it has um personally, for me, it's really, uh, you've definitely contributed to my journey and the things I've been able to, um, do. So just thanks, man. I do. Damn, no, man.
1: It. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, man. That it's, uh, it's still really cool to hear all that. Like I definitely, there's part of me that gets weird about hearing it. Like, yeah. like, eh, like, like, you know, I have, a, I don't, I feel odd getting the, the praise for it or whatever, but but yeah man that is why i'm doing it like i want people to be stoked and i want people to try to do something new and kind of be uncomfortable and see what they what they're capable of man i completely
0: understand that because i i get a little weird like obviously uh you know i have a lot less people coming to me and saying that but you know you just get messages on instagram hey uh, uh I heard your show and somebody shared their story. And and that was really inspirational to me and getting that praise is a little weird, but you know, one thing that I think is cool is like without like you and Mark Bell and all these guys that I've listened to, um, that have helped me along my way without you guys, like this show wouldn't be here. Right. 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 You, uh, you know, you constantly, you guys like constantly put out that good, um, information that people can use and apply and you know you're essentially giving back you're giving to the community and you know whenever i got to a point where i felt comfortable with what i was doing i like i want to give back too. i just want i don't know how i'm going to do that but i want to some way and you know i've kind of found this as
1: my avenue right on dude i i've loved podcasting it was one of those things that i i'm not i don't know why i waited as long to do it as i should as i did but it uh, i guess other than The hipster twat part of me that's like, oh, everyone's podcasting. Then of course I end up doing it anyway. And so all I did was just wait too long. If I if I'd have got on board two years earlier, it would have been smarter. But you know, at the time, I I didn't. And so (laughs) yeah. So where were
0: you that like push to start it? Like what what did you envision when you started the podcast?
1: So man I got so when I still had the outside sales job and was traveling around doing that I got into talk radio okay and so you figure this is probably 2007, eight, nine through 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and so this is like after the bike shop and now I've, I'm working an outside sales job and I've just kind of started competing in the Highland games in 2008 and Listening to Opie and Anthony and listening to Jason Ellis show or uh, Ron and Fez is another really great show that was mm-hmm. on XM at the time. And uh as much as I was driving, I was just listening to a ton of radio and podcast hadn't really started by this point. And so once Joe had taken over with a podcast, um, I really enjoyed that one. But what I loved about talk radio was Opie and Anthony. We have these days where, all their comedian buddies would come in. And so, if people who aren't mm-hmm. familiar with Opie and Anthony, you have Opie, uh, who kind of plays the straight guy. Uh, you have Anthony, who's a bit of a clown. And then you have an actual comedian who's a third Mike, Jim Norton, for comic relief. And Jim Norton's hilarious. Uh, and then, like, all of their New York comic buddies would come to the show. And it would just be this hangout of them talking shit to each other and making fun of each other and like talking about anything they wanted to. And I, and I loved it. And so that really shaped how I wanted to do a show was, you know, have more fun with it and kind of talk about whatever I wanted to and not be just stuck within the strength and have fitness stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I completely understand what you're saying. And that's kind of, you know, I like it because it can be whatever you want it to be at any time. You know, if, if I want to talk to you today and some random person tomorrow, I can do that. Yep. And, you know, what really has kind of hit me with it is, you know, I see like, um, you know, your lifestyle and YouTube and all kinds of stuff where, you know, you're going out and hanging out with these awesome people all the time, getting to getting to know. Um, like people are leading this industry and just rad people. Right. And I, you know, I'm still at a point in my life where I have the nine to five, um, you know, working, settled down kind of deal, but I still want to meet cool people from all over. Sure. And this is kind of like my opportunity to do it, you know, five years ago, or when I started watching your content, I never thought I would be sitting on a podcast
1: talking to you, but here we are, you know, Yeah, man, it's look, I'm, I'm not hard to reach. No. Yeah, I respond to direct messages. I, I respond to YouTube comments with whatever that means. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I, I try to be engaging, man. I I feel very, very fortunate that I get to live the way that I get to live. And so I want to engage. I want to interact. I want to share my story or perspectives or answer any questions that people have. And so, yeah, it's, it's I try to say yes to as many that I get asked to do mm-hmm. just because, like I'm stoked that anyone's ever said yes to be on mine. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you know, it's a little, little intimidating asking people, but you know, I, I'm just shooting my shot in 2021 and and seeing where it takes me, man. And I hope. But well, dude, hope there's I get no
1: the risk in getting a no. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, I mean, there's no risk to it whatsoever. I mean, you're back. you you're you're in the exact same position you were when you asked. Yeah. So there's no risk to it. And I mean, if that person's gonna say no to you anyway like they weren't ever going to be a homie yeah so yeah. fuck it
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely so man over the last couple years that i that i've been following you you've had like you know a hell of a ride man but you've been yeah. able to uh really you know transform yourself like as far as like your your physique and all kinds of stuff so just give us a little bit of the rundown on that
1: yeah man had a had a rough rough go for there for a bit um <laughs> the end of uh 2016 i'd finished that uh, that year of the highland games and decided i was going to get an ac a simple acl fix and uh that went poorly and so ended up in some really bad chronic pain uh and pretty pretty beat up to where i couldn't do much um physically like i couldn't go up or down stairs. i really couldn't walk more than about 400 yards at a time without being just done for the day Uh, and so after the eight surgeries, we finally made the decision to, um, do the total knee replacement. And throughout the course of those surgeries, I also managed to lose my nine to five real career job. I mean, let's not say I lost it. I was fired. And (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. I mean, (laughs) they weren't wrong for what they did, uh, I was giving much more of a shit about the thing that I was building Mm -hmm. and is what it is. Um, And so, I mean, but still, you know, in the course of that losing my sport, you know, quickly made the transition from chronic pain to losing my sport to this is now what I do for a living and trying to figure out how to really get after it, but do it in a way that doesn't feel gross. Mm -hmm. Like I, making more money is not the single most important thing to me. You know, I like that I'm not full of shit and I like that I'm still respected in the industry. I love that I get to flirt with so many different avenues of stuff. Um, and so I'm really protective of that. And I don't want to do bullshit content in, in any of that. Like I, I like the stuff I want to make. It's there's enough joking and things that I don't need to be a clown. Um, yeah. And so kind of pouring everything back toward that and then i mean through that process yeah i managed to manage to get a divorce uh <laughs> mm-hmm. managed to lose 60 pounds as that was just one of those things that while everything else was kind of moving at the seams that i could control and so i stuck with the diet plan because at least i know that this is the choice i'm in control of right now and everything else is getting a little loose. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of flying by the seat of the pants, man, during that during that window. And I'm very, very fortunate that I've made it out. Getting out of pain with the knee replacement was a really big step, and then, you know, taking some time to sort through my head to figure out why I'd gotten where I was. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's it's been good, and luckily you know, luckily there wasn't too much of a casualty through, through all that with anyone.
0: Yeah. So the, first of all, the knee replacement, I mean, that is a big thing. Like I just, I think my dad is like seven weeks out from a knee replacement and, you know, his, and he has to have the other one done as well. And his, you know, his quality of life before, um, you know, he's a bigger guy. Everyone in my family is. And so like his quality of life walking on the knees and stuff, um, before that was just not good and i mean he's still in a lot of pain but just the um turnaround already he's already able to do things he wasn't before even with you know this massive scar and stuff but that's a it's a brutal procedure and brutal recovery
1: dude it was it was the only way out Mm -hmm. from where i was i mean it had gotten really really bad to where like i just wasn't okay anymore like i couldn't i couldn't deal with that much adjustment i couldn't like like i always knew that i wouldn't compete in the highland games at some point right like i'm not an idiot like i know that there's going to be a day this stops and i never was the guy that identified really hard as the highland games guy like i didn't yeah i was you know i'm not going to wear a kilt when i go train or anything like that uh (laughs) it's a it was a thing i did and i really loved it but it wasn't who i was Mm -hmm. and so I knew that time would come to an end, but what I never really expected to lose grasp on was like athletic ability. Yeah. And then not even athletic ability, but just the ability to do. And yeah, you know, it it fucking broke me. I wasn't I wasn't prepared to to be in in that bad of a spot that long and then Man, I could tolerate a lot of stuff as long as there was another surgery or another thing that was some type of a light to look at. Mm -hmm. Then at some point that was gone and it was just, oh, this is how things are going to be from now on. And that wasn't going to be okay. And so the total knee replacement fucking had to get done. Like it absolutely saved my life.
0: Man, that's. I mean, that's a powerful thing. Like, you know, the closest I can really come to relating to that is, well, I mean, nobody wants to talk about high school, but I'm getting ready to, uh, you know, like, man, I, it
1: is a chapter in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a chapter, but you know, I'm 17 years old playing high school football. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm halfway through my senior year and just get my knee destroyed ACL MCL, medial and lateral meniscus. And, you know, at that point, my personal identity had been tied to that sport, you know, my whole life. And, you know, I, it's the closest I can say I've come to like depression. I did I was like, I, I don't sure. know what I don't know what to do with myself. I've been you know, it'd be way harder to,
1: at that age to deal with it.
0: Yeah, like so I'm 17 years old sitting in a recliner with a knee I can't use, and
1: they're like what I mean, I don't even know where I'm going from here. You know, I didn't nah, have any plans before this. Dude, that sucks. And I'm sorry, man. Dealing with d I don't know how how what you know, big left or right turn that would have been in my life had I'd gotten seriously hurt in high school. Mm -hmm. and say never gone and had a track track and field career never probably never done the highland games like yo that's a that's a big fucking deal like that that's a major left or right turn yeah and so yeah and then at that age at 17 like that's just a lot to swallow Mm -hmm.
0: so and that's kind of you know the point i wanted to to talk to you about is you've had these Major things you know, you that the Highland games made up, or just being athletic in general, in the Highland games and in college sports made up a big portion of what you had done to that point. How do you steer away or keep yourself away from that like victim mentality? You know, like this happened to me, poor me kind of thing. Like, you know, we all face it, we all go through it. You know, how do you pull yourself out of that?
1: So Victim mentality, right? Like, yo, know, that's it's an easy one, man. It's an easy one to get there. But at the same time, for me, I I fucking hate that feeling mm-hmm. because being a victim to me ends up that I'm letting something else take the wheel. And I'm not good with that. That means like, oh, I, I like I'm not I'm not at fault here. Mm-hmm. Like the fuck the hell I'm not. What, I mean, I, I beat the shit out of my body. Like, dude, I got, I found a thing that I had some aptitude to be good at. And I was able to push at full speed for a decade at it and everything worked. Like it never plateaued. It never got weird. It just fucking kept going. And then it broke <laughs> and that was it. But like most people don't get that 10 years. Mm-hmm. So like, I knew it was going to come to an end. I didn't know the end would be quite this drastic, but also the ride was good. And and there's a cost. And so, oh man, I got to fucking do that. Like, dude, I got to travel around the world and play a stupid sport <laughs> and hang out with my best friends and drink beer around the world and have friends now in Iceland and fucking Belgium and all these rad places because I th- got good at throwing rocks yeah man I'm not mad about what happened I'm the no fucking victim it was the coolest thing I ever got to do for, and I got to do it for 10 years
0: so there's a couple reasons I ask you about that question and one of those being like you know I see your Instagram you know recently over the last year or so and a, and a lot of it is like um, you know it's very like taking responsibility for like it basically exactly what you just said like I you know put my body through hell for the last however many years and this is a result of it and so like you know from what you put out I don't get that like victim mentality at all and so just like a personal example this morning uh, like so my knee still bothers me I ended up having like three or four surgeries on it nothing to like the extent that you
1: have but you know I'm but I'm warming up hold there right so that's a thing people do they, there's this comparison, yeah, that you already made. Mm-hmm. Man, you don't know how my knee feels. Yeah, who knows what my pain tolerance is? It may just be whack as shit. But that doesn't make your knee not fucking hurt and make it not a problem. So no matter how bad mine or whatever it was, that doesn't make your knee not hurt. So like it's okay that your fucking knee hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It still sucks.
0: Absolutely yeah so I appreciate you stopping me there. that I mean, that's a valid point. Um, but what I was getting at is so I'm warming up. I'm squatting one eighty five and I'm like three reps in, and I just like i'm I, like I can't do it. and I just you know, I put the weight up, and you know, it wasn't ten minutes later I'm sitting at my kitchen table just wanting to bounce my head off the table <laughs> like you know, like this has been ten years ago, and you know, I'm still paying for it now, and i like I was on the verge of that. Of that victim mentality and sliding into it like you know why me whatever and luckily i have a great support system and my wife was like you know you're gonna have a great day you know you're gonna get over this you'll be back tomorrow and you'll be fine and you know i went on and, and just went that way but it's just so easy to get sucked into and a person like you that has gone through so much of those ups and downs with with your knee specifically i just it would be so easy to get sucked into that mentality it is
1: man and yo it's not like a, it's look this isn't my mindset on it the whole ride yeah this is where i'm at you know and i'm really glad that i've gotten to where i'm at but they're fucking rough days dude like yeah i mean no it fucking sucks dude there was plenty of that of like you know i i did all these things to try to keep my body healthy i did all this other work and like i you know what i realized now is good thing because we were just fucking holding it together (laughs) just (laughs) duct taping stuff around the wings and stuff flapping because we yeah i I mean dude i got to, yeah i gave it hell and like there wasn't anything i left like there's no there's no wanting to go back and rerun that because i would have done it better like i don't question any of the decisions that dude made driving that boat because that's what he wanted to accomplish and he's got a lot more gut for it right now than I probably would. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean that or any, you know, even powerlifting or any of those things, at least, you know, do I think I hit the maxes I ever like really like my goals? Maybe of course not, because as soon as I hit one, the goal moves. And so of course I'm never going to hit my goals. However, whenever I set out to do powerlifting, or weightlifting or Highland games, like the ultimate goal of pursuing one of those things is because I want to know how I stack up. I want to know how strong I am. I want to know how strong I can get. I want to know what I can do in this sport, weightlifting or whatever else at the end of the day, like I'm never going to put up better numbers than I did. So I found out the thing I set out to find I can disagree with it and think and want to argue with me about what I could have or should have done different, but at the end of the day, I found out. Like I know how strong I can be. I have a have a number that gives me that answer. It's not a maybe, it's not pretty strong. It is a finite digit that is how strong this frame was ever going to be. And now I want to know what else can I be good at? I mean, I burned some credits. <laughs> you know on this knee yeah, so there's some yeah. there's some pursuits that have been pulled off the list but there's other shit that's rad that's way different like the endurance stuff with like longer cycling or hikes i, I really want to do more of
0: yeah the i mean the world is obviously full of opportunities for that stuff and and that's something that i along with i think a lot of people who go through a big weight loss like experience you know like when i How much did you drop? Uh so i've lost 130 whoa Yeah. And so, you know, gnarly man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. When, so when I lost that weight, it really did give me the idea of like, I can really pursue anything I want, you know? And so it made me get into other stuff. It gave me the confidence to chase other stuff. Like, um, so for example, I, I was never a runner and, and on a bet, I ran a half marathon. And then, you know, I, I never would have walked into a jiu-jitsu gym at 350 pounds, but sure. you know now I'm three years in and it's, you know, there's so many other things that, you know, my identity doesn't have to be tied to weight loss or doesn't have to be tied to the running or whatever. Like, I'm just trying to see what I can do and how I can better myself in any avenue. I like doing
1: the hard shit now. Dude, that's. That's my whole gimmick from now on out. I mean, the stuff I've told people recently is like the things that I'm interested in. I basically want to pursue as hard as I can to acquire all the newbie gains from it. (laughs) And then be like, okay, I can maintain that now forever. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's never any better gains than newbie gains.
1: No, exactly. So like, as soon as it kind of gets to that law of diminishing returns, be like, I got it. So whatever that point is, you know, for me. You know whether I can figure some out some defensive shooting stuff I'd like to do a couple of those those seem pretty fun and also useful um I'd like to learn more mechanic stuff so at some point one of the goals I have long term is like I want to build a vehicle like personally like I want to do the work in my shop and build a vehicle so I'll you know I'll pick up some piece of shit old pickup that I can find 8 million parts for <laughs> that doesn't cost anything yeah. and i'll build a build a vehicle because i feel like the amount of knowledge i'll gain about how vehicles work from just doing that process would be like having a C. Like it could be a c level <laughs> person about vehicles with that and so like that's all i'm hoping for
0: yeah i mean it's just about learning more stuff and one thing you were talking about like the defensive um you know or the firearm stuff i have recently gotten into just more kind of like um self-defense hand-to-hand combat thing we have a couple of police officers who train jujitsu with us and you know they're they're teaching us like knife drills how to like, control arms with people you know they have their knives and how to protect your weapon and all kinds of cool stuff and it really not to get off on a tangent here but it opens your eyes on on just how dangerous people are and, and how unprepared you you really are
1: yes <laughs> even a little, little bit like of boxing drowning, i've started doing yeah like Oh man. Even just a little bit of boxing. I'm just so aware of how unprepared of defending myself. I could actually be. <laughs> and you realize how awkward you move whenever you start. Yeah. And and so for another one of those things, right. With people having anxiety or any of that, I, I always feel like knowledge and experience is the thing to combat that because there's a panic about some unknown. Mm-hmm. And so You know, putting yourself into some situations to to figure things out, to be like, okay, I need to learn a little bit about self-defense. That way, that way it's not a surprise. Yeah. Like I think I think a lot of that type of exposure fucking hardens you up a little bit or at least allows you to look at things mechanically instead of panic about the unknown. Yeah, one of the things that has opened my eyes more than anything and was very
0: very much a shock to me is So doing jujitsu for three years, you know, I was like, I know how to control a person. I don't know how to handle a person. But then we started doing these knife drills and it's literally like a washable marker that you like put in your waistband and then you can pull it during a a roll or during like a fake altercation. Sure, sure. And I came out of this thing covered head to toe in marker. Like no. the insides of my hands, like my neck. I'm pretty sure somebody might have drawn a penis on my face. Oh, with it. no. And it's like, you know, if that was a knife, I am Oh,
1: yeah, dude. Dead. It's like uh, Ed Cohn. Ed Cohn's a big knife guy. And so he, uh, every time we go to dinner with him or some shit, as soon as we're out in the parking lot, he's like, let me show you this knife. <laughs> he pulls this fucking monster blade out of his waistband and then shows me a bunch of self-defense moves with his stupid big hands and long arms. Yeah. Don't get in a knife uh, fight with Eddie Cohen. I don't recommend it. Absolutely. I plan on not doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I want to get back to like the weight loss thing a little bit. Like you, you talked about losing 60 pounds and, you know, you said like you were in a mindset where that is, you know, the one thing that you can control. And for a lot of people that is, you know, kind of the opposite, you know, they, they have their, their family going on their job and they're stressed out and, That's what they have the least control over is their, well, they think they have the least control over is their nutrition and diet.
1: I think a lot of that depends on how honest you want to be with yourself. Also, how willing are you to want to accomplish the goal? I mean, I think, I think there's a few things that I've been telling people with, you know, with goal setting, like if it's weight loss, right. And people don't have control or whatever it is, it's either one decide this matters, And hold the line. And so it has to matter to you. Like there's not a magic cure to help someone give a fuck. If they don't give a shit, it doesn't matter. They're not going to do it. Uh, And then two, if you don't give a shit, let's stop pretending we do. Mm -hmm. Let's just move on from the posturing. And then we can just, just honestly admit to yourself that this isn't something you fucking care about and accept it or get your shit together but quit fucking riding that line in the middle where, where it's looking for some magic bullet to do a thing like yo you're at you're in control own it and or admit you don't have it but there, there's not magic to it man it's just a simple has to be done all the time there has to be a line in the sand where you say this matters to me more than anything else and i'm gonna fucking go this direction
0: you know i think the best point that you made is like you can't make somebody give a shit and you know until they want to make the the change it's not going to happen and i am personally a great example of that at, you know, at 350 pounds, I had my parents tell me I was overweight. My, you know, my fiance who's my wife now telling me I was overweight and that I need to make a change. But, you know, it wasn't a priority to me and it just, it just wasn't, you know, and until I started seeing health effects and a doctor told me like, hey, you know, you're 350 pounds. You're not looking good here, bud. You know, if you want to live a long life. And so that is what triggered me to really give a shit and really take that into account. Yeah, but it, dying yeah it wasn't until
1: i made up my mind that it was going to happen right you know it was that, the same for me dude i lied to myself for a long fucking time that you know that i needed to be as big as i was to compete which i believe there's some truth to but i didn't need to eat the way i was eating yeah but it was a really good time
0: <laughs> so i kind of <laughs> have i'm I
1: kinda, glad i did it for a long time yeah
0: i kind of have a theory on on that a little bit so a lot of the guys that I've talked to on the show have been like, you know, I've been big my whole life. I, I played, I've played sports. I played football and I was a lineman or I was, I was lifting weights or whatever. And when being big is like an asset in that in like, you're rewarded for being big and it, it serves a purpose. A lot of times they don't talk to you about, well, when you're done, you should probably lose some weight or.
1: Oh no, or there's, anything. there's definitely identity that comes with big.
0: Yes. And people, Uh, once you're rewarded for it for so long, you just, you kind of start to thrive in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I was interested to lose weight, but I wasn't trying to get to like under 200 pounds. I still don't want to get to under 200 pounds. (laughs) That's not in the cards for me. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm not trying to be fat, but I'm not trying to be small. No,
1: I'd like to be the biggest and leanest I can be. Yes. Exactly. Without, I'm not trying to, yeah, not, I don't really care for like a bodybuilder build. I super respect the amount of effort and work that takes because it's bonkers. Yeah. But I would not want to look like that personally, which is good because I don't have the desire <laughs> to look that way or train that way. It's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want to look like a bodybuilder either. I mean, I, I just want to be, um, a functional athlete who's not fat. Right. Um, That's the same vibe I'm trying to go for, man. So when you, uh, so when you're losing this weight, what does
1: your nutrition look like? So I started doing keto. I'm working with, uh, Jesse Burdick who, uh, really helped me start dropping weight. I just needed, needed someone to, you know, hold me accountable to like, no asshole, you can't eat that. Um, <laughs> and so started doing a keto. And so really, really stuck to that after I got rid of the carbohydrates and, and ran that way for um, a little over a year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I'd kind of got down from about 290 to 265 and I was still competing. So this would have been like 2014 but mm-hmm. uh, cause I dropped, I'd actually come in lighter that year, won a world championship. So then I ended up kind of slowly creeping back up over the next two seasons to 285ish um with good weight putting back on with the training. Um so I was stronger and leaner at 280 than I was the first run, but I mean still leaner is a relative term for the <laughs> for the look I had going. Uh and so and so um after that happened that was the end of 2016 season and then i started having surgery and so man i did the best i could from the jump to like i just knew i'm gonna be stuck at home i'm gonna be doing rehab i'm going to be eating Mm. i've got to get this under wraps right now because this is going to get away from me real quick and then mix in with that you know three years of surgery plus you know, opiates and everything else. So man, having to keep it under wraps for me, I I had to, because that was going to be one of those moments of either I'm going to lose weight and come out of this on the side that I want to, that I, that I believe matters and believes is good for every part of me, or I'm going to be way further the other direction than, (laughs) than I care to be you know i'm way i'll be way past the point of like you used to compete in a thing i would have come out of there gigantic my ability to gain weight is very good <laughs> the years on both fuck i can put it on man me big and big and strong it goes <laughs> real well for me my buddy's like yeah this is great just more calories. let's lift heavy <laughs> otherwise yeah, I- yeah no i don't do it anymore I've got no problem doing
0: that either. Yeah. So, so one thing that actually you said like years ago on Mark Bell's podcast that you might not even remember saying, but you said something along the lines of like, if you're 300 pounds when you graduate high school or more, you probably have a problem with carbs. And yes. dude, that, I, you know, sometimes people say shit and it just like hits you the right way. Like you're in the right mind state or it resonates with you, whatever. Like I was, I was in that spot and I was like, man. It really made me think about like the things that um, are, I guess, trigger might be an overwear, the things that, that really set me off, things I don't have as good of control over. And so I was like, man, I cannot control myself with carbs. If I bring this bag of chips in here, I'm going to eat them, I'm going to smash the
1: whole thing. Yeah. Chips don't get closed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, fucking
0: ice cream. I don't even know what a potato chip uh, uh, nah, is. No, get rid of those things. Yeah. So, you know, just from that one thing that you said, like, just made me think like, you know, I need to know myself and know the things that I can control. So I just essentially at that point, I was like, I went on keto and bam, lost 70
1: pounds. Like just, yo, it's crazy, right? Like it's, it's amazing to me because I mean, while I was big, don't get me wrong. Like I wasn't full garbage disposal. Like I was, I was just eating a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the stuff that i was still kind of relatively eating and i mean i fucked off a lot too and was drinking um getting booze out i think is a big fix yeah um man it's just not a chemical i can fucking justify
0: <laughs> no
1: and that that's really how i feel about it like it doesn't have any beneficial side effects like me ingesting that chemical doesn't give me any beneficial like anything so why would i why would i take it yeah it's all negatives uh
0: hangover weight you don't remember what you did the next day
1: all right and i mean look i don't mind having a drink that that i can tolerate but like actually using alcohol to to deal with shit it's no good i'm glad i i was able to nip that in the bud the same time basically with the knee I also switched over the diet to do anything I could to get rid of inflammation. So I, that's why I really want keto and have done carnivore and stayed off carbs is to just back out any chance of inflammation. So like that's really what got me off of drinking too was just my, anything I could do to try to get the pain down a tick. I at least need to know I'm trying. Yeah. So,
0: so you've stayed off carbs essentially even up to this point.
1: Um, I'd say for probably the last year up until five or six weeks ago, I've been pretty much like vertical diet. So if I'm doing carbs, everything's still going to be like white rice or sweet potato. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of where I've landed dietarily now is I think everything on your plate needs to be able to be identified as a single ingredient. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a pretty simple rule that most people can't fuck up. Um, from there, like most people just aren't going to binge on a steak and rice. It's always the sugar, you know, no added sugar, man. And then other than that, go nuts, like eat actual food, eat real things, um, carnivore, any of that, it's, it's a thing. (laughs) I don't, I don't think it's magic. I don't think it's done anything incredible for me. Um, I get leaner, but of course I do. I'm also calorically restricted and not getting any carbohydrates. Of course I'm going to get leaner. It's not magic.
0: So, you know, the thing that kind of stood out to me about what you said is like, you're like, it's not, you know, the, it's usually the sugar that people eat on overeat on. And it's almost like, you know, it's almost like another mindset thing. That's, it's not really like an X's and O's thing about food. What's better for you. What's not. It's like, most people tend to overeat on high-calorie, sugary foods, cereals, and all kinds of shit like that. I mean, no you know? one's
1: no one's overeating on chicken breast. <laughs> no, boring people. Thank God for that. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I'd be bummed out if I had a roommate that was just overeating chicken breast. <laughs> what a loser! Three hundred pounds of eating nothing but chicken breast. I'd way rather the roommate who's a is a healthy fella showing me how much Taco Bell a man can consume. <laughs> i just so, hope he turns his life around at some point you know you've
0: uh done a lot of the low carb stuff carnivore uh and keto how do you feel now on the vertical diet because actually that is uh what i'm doing currently as
1: well i've been on the vertical diet for probably three or four months i like it man uh i think it's helped me get leaner than doing uh keto uh i think keto is a, a, a great a great diet. Um, especially if you have insulin dependency or anything like that from, from eating carbs is, you know, really shitty. I think it does a great job of sorting a lot of stuff out. Um, I think it does a lot to restore gut health. And then once you're kind of there, I think it's smart to reintroduce simple carbohydrates because they're, it's still a valuable fuel source. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're trying to get the metabolism going, there's a reason that you see bodybuilders, you know, really lean bodybuilders didn't get there eating keto. They're still doing rice and fish, and so I think everything's fun to play with. To at least in get the, you know get some data back of how this actually affected me, and then you have an opinion about it. Because I'm not I'm not interested in leaving a lot of stones unturned, and so I want to know personally how that worked, how it felt, and then I'll decide from there whether I think it's not for me, or it's dog shit, or it's really rad
0: luckily that is a a mindset that i actually had from the beginning is you know i want to try a little bit of everything and see what works for me and i've tried to never be closed off to any um diets unless there's some kind of extreme like water fast or something
1: for a month you know i you know i mean look i think that there's good for i think there's some good for fasting yeah absolutely you know, with, you know, different spikes and hormone levels and, and, and other stuff like that. Like, I do think that there's some benefit to doing longer fast, but again, like you know, they can't be the thing you rely on. Yeah, exactly. That needs to be the gas pedal occasionally for something cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're doing more of the, um, the endurance thing like the uh the long bikes and all that kind of stuff do you feel you know think that you're feeling better with that stuff with the increased carbs as opposed to like you know some people are doing it with keto
1: you know no no it's way better with the carbs (laughs) yeah it's it's much better with the carbs for damn sure um i fully notice it like the last ride that we went on was about 50 miles. And uh, I, I did really good. I basically just loaded up on egg bites and stuffed my little pouch full of those. And uh, I was pretty rough by the time we got off of it. And it was, you know, about a three hour, three hour ride. So it's not even like I'm talking about some gigantic mileage in like 10 hours, but three hours, some good climbing. This is a lot of endurance for a guy whose whole sport lasted a second and a half. Uh <laughs> So it's, it's getting there, man. I'm not saying it's good, but it's definitely longer term things that I've done in the past. And like, yeah, finding that wall of like, oh, I don't have any gas left. Carbs work really well. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're super consistent. And so like having, you know, a big thing of rice and meat the night before, yeah, I perform better. And then when I'm on the bike, having something that, you know, some goo packs or any of that type of stuff or honey stingers. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um,
0: so one other thing that I really wanted to get into is you've been strength training, obviously for a very long time. And one of the questions that I get a lot from my listeners is, um, how do I start in the gym or, you know, I'm, I'm overweight and I've never been to a gym. What kind of advice do you have for people
1: like that? It's just start. Like everyone's still looking for that. Well, I can't go because I don't know what to do like you learn what to do by going there that's that's how that works like you don't get to learn how to go to the gym before you ever go to the gym so stop using that bullshit so just start and it's going to take time to be good at anything or in, and get competent in everything like everything takes repetition i don't care if it's driving a car you know being a good <laughs> good partner or businesses or anything else like everything's repetition and so, I mean, you, you got to really, it's not like you start and then you're there. And so you got to at least make the move to start. That's it. And so my recommendation is find Like if you're going to go do planet fitness or any of those type of big box gyms, like the goal is go four days a week for an hour and do anything you want. Just go play around. That's it. Do anything you want four days a week for an hour each time. Walk on the treadmill if you want to. Play around with the weights. Do some free weights. Who gives a shit? Make the habit of going to the gym. Now that part's taken care of. So we're just going to eliminate step by step of how we do this. The first one is I need you to show up. (laughs) If I can't get you to show up, nothing else matters. So once you're used to showing up, then... Pick up a fucking muscle and fitness. Who gives a shit? Find something that tells you five sets of whatever. Do 531. Do any number of programs. I don't care which one because guess what? It's going to be your first program and there's going to be a lot of progress. And then you're going to find another program. That's how this journey goes. So get on board and quit fucking worrying about any of the decisions or what happens with the going there and these made up things like for me anyone trying to start especially in January like I have more in common with people who pick up a barbell than people who don't so I got your back man just just go that's all you have to do is just start going and you're already making better progress than you were and
0: typically when you start going you're gonna find your lane you know The more you go, the more you research, the more you find shit, you think that's cool. And then you just find your lane and you're probably, you're probably good with what you're doing as long as you're not, you know, trying to rip three or 400 pound deadlifts off the floor on your second or third day. (laughs) Well,
1: you'll learn. (laughs) Yeah. It has a way of teaching. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, it's a bold way to start, but it'll let you know that you made a bad decision fucking yeah. weights bite back man a hundred
0: percent so what's uh what's your strength training like
1: now <laughs> minimal <laughs> yeah um right now it's i'm trying to still still maintain cycling about a hundred miles a week my hip and kind of back feel better if i can pull that off so that's about five hours or so on the bike well wow. um give or take yeah So usually between five and six hours on the bike a week. Um, And then I'm trying to do boxing one or two nights, one or two days a week. And then really anything I'm doing weight room right now is kind of this daily destroyer program. And I'm picking and choosing from there um, Mm -hmm. of what I need. Like, I know if my low back's been bugging me, I need to do more RDL work and hamstring work. I need to work more flexibility than I need to be strong right now. Mm -hmm. And right now the goal isn't, to be strong the goal is i want to be moving better feeling better more active and so my strength training is going to reflect that like i'm not still going to be trying to hammer a max strength cycle if that's not the direction i'm trying to go with the boat
0: yeah i understand every time you're talking about biking i've considered getting a bike a bunch of times and i always
1: it's it's great where do you live? I always
0: think i'm gonna get hit by a car where do you live i live in kentucky
1: okay so dude there's got to be gravel roads forest roads right the gravel bike thing is so so fun so it's just like a road bike with big tires yeah and then there's no cars out there true road biking is super sketchy
0: (laughs) yeah for some reason that's
1: what my mind always goes to Nah, man mountain biking fucking rips it's super fun yeah, and then gravel bike's been super fun too. I've loved getting into that now with this group that I ride with here in uh, here in St. Louis.
0: yeah And then I, I know you're talking about getting into boxing. I mean that boxing itself is a hell of a workout and I think that just goes to no, show you sure. we, we've just named like three things that you can do that doesn't
1: necessarily have to be picking up weights in a gym right but but I also know that my time in the gym, I, there's things I can do in the gym to benefit those sports. Yep, And that's my concern with the gym. That's my goal now. Is like I want to enhance performance and whatever the thing is that I'm interested in. You know, I'm not holding on to some what was. It's yeah. we're going forward. Like I already found out how strong I can be. I'm not trying to figure out how strong I can be and bad at this other thing. <laughs> I'm interested to do that thing.
0: Yeah. I uh, so I, I know that um, you are or you're friends with Steffi Cohen, and I've seen her um, start boxing, and she
1: is a machine. I oh, dude, she's not, what would, she's really what snapped me onto it for sure. I would not want to step in a ring with her. I right know, no, never. No, she's a little firecracker, man. She'd probably a hundred percent sure that she'd beat the shit out of me. A hundred percent sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, she's great. We're uh, we're heading down to go see them in February. Uh, so we're gonna head down and film some stuff and do some content together, and uh, should be fun. I'm sure we'll go do a boxing training one day, and then trying to find somebody down in the Miami area that's got Highland Games implements. I was gonna teach her a thing or two. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, because yeah, I'm su- I'm sure. she's so athletic, man. Like, I think she can get it. She's, she's a freak dude. Like, uh, I mean, and that, that's how I've always described athlete is like how quickly you can learn a new sport Mm -hmm. and her ability and like body awareness. And she she can fucking put it together. She puts it together fast. And so it'd be interesting to see something like that because she's never thrown stuff and there's definitely a different way of like force application that comes from it.
0: But like you said, I mean, she's super athletic and I mean, about as strong as you can get. So I'm sure yeah, they she don't could... make a lot of stronger females. So <laughs> no, they, they not. It's that
1: they look like Steffi.
0: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I'm sure that she could figure it out and probably blow your mind with what, how far she could. Throw. Yeah, I think in a relatively short amount of time, she'd she'd get it together. Yeah. So, you know, going into a little bit of another topic, but there are. I mean, I know you're probably a very busy guy, like you got a lot going on companies and and training and and all this stuff. But there's also seems to be so many things that you need to do to be per se healthy. Like they talk about, you know, we got to get our mobility in, we got to get our strength training in nutrition. Sauna is good for you. This is good for you. That's good for you. How do you balance all that stuff, especially, you know, when you're on the road and you're traveling and, you know, got a 100 things going on? You just do the best you can.
1: And that's really the truth. I mean, I know the things that make me run at optimum, Mm -hmm. but I don't get them every day. And so the days that I can control it, I know that it makes a big difference. But the days I can't, this is what you got. I also don't have a problem, you know, going from having the sauna and access to everything and, you know, really controlling my own schedule really well to we're going to live in an RV for eight weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I like both because I like I like that side of the new environment. I, I I don't I like the routine of things. I like those things as tools, but I'm not someone who likes routine that much. I like to shake things up.
0: I'm kind of the exact opposite. I, I like
1: the routine. I, I like uh
0: I like my set schedule. You know, I know when I yeah. wake up, I'm gonna hit twenty minutes of that mobility and then I'm gonna work out and I just you know, I thrive off of that, the schedule.
1: Yeah. If for some reason recently it has switched to the idea of that feeling like I'm owned by it. Mm -hmm. And so I like more, you know, if I've got things to do at certain times, of course, you know, I have a schedule, but other than that, it's, it's really just doing as kind of, I feel, and so I mean it's no big deal like in the middle of the day I may go crank the sauna on and then go sit in it for fifty minutes while I do some emails. Yeah. So I'm stealing time wherever I can. Like I can also do emails and answer text or, you know, post or check check on things with business while I'm riding the spin bike. It's tougher mm-hmm. if I go to the woods.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. But I can do it from downstairs.
0: Texting and writing and so, is definitely sketch
1: because I work from home, like I can sneak in all those things throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And so that, that makes it nice. Like I always just look at it. Like while I'm trying to fit in all these things, like I'll chip away at it. Like, okay. So maybe for the next 10 minutes, I'll go answer some emails and stretch. Mm -hmm. So I kind of do it that way.
0: So you're essentially, you're just prioritizing the things that you want to do. Plus maximizing the time that you do have. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and I I think that's the best thing. Like, and I mean, I ask you that question just for me personally because I feel like, you know, I get up and I'm running from daylight to dark, and then you know I didn't do my mobility, or I didn't get my nine hours of sleep, or I didn't, you know, I didn't do one of the hundred things that I should oh, well, be doing.
1: Try again tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's as long as you weren't laying there staring at the fucking wall and missed a few things, like. Yeah, I'm aware that the list I put for myself every day is never going away. Like there's mm-hmm. no bottom of that list. It's just a goal. And it's, the sooner I accepted the fact that I was never going to accomplish the list, it was fine for, we're just going to take the best crack at it today and get it done. And it's uh, you know, John Wellborn talks about it, like the work or any of that, like even the fitness or anything like keeping your health or diet or anything, man, it's, you're moving a really big pile of dirt and some days you got a backhoe, and other days you got a spoon. <laughs> you just got to keep moving dirt. Yeah. You just can't stop. Just keep moving dirt and keep making progress and that's it. Know, get you where you need to go. That's it, man. Inch at a time. <laughs> you know, well, as long same. as it's going that direction, it's cool.
0: Absolutely. And so I'm sure with, you know, I can't get off here without talking about hate brand goods, man. It you know, it's been um a favorite brand of mine for a long time and so i'm sure with with that going on running that business you know that makes the pile
1: much bigger it's yeah there's there's shit that has to get done and uh you know we we run the business interesting because we 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 drop a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. um we put out a lot of new items um and that's just because i like making stuff um no no other reason than i like making stuff and it seems it seems you guys will buy at this pace which is which is great because I like making things this this is very fun for me. But I also love the pace that every week there's kind of a test. Like every week there's a drop and so we have to you know be 3 weeks ahead and then we need to get the photos for it and then get all that edited and figure out what we're going to do content-wise and have a plan and then when we're going to release it and how we're going to promote it and are we doing a giveaway. And that's every week. So it's like my downtime is right about now so like today we had a drop at three mm-hmm. so by five i'm actually off the gas like i'm actually just like oh the week's done i could kind of chill and then i'll start <laughs> slowly rolling into here's what next week has to get done where are we on these how does that happen and then just figuring out the next plan of attack for the next thing
0: so are you know are most brands
1: putting out um stuff at that pace no no Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone else is maybe flagner fail puts out a lot of stuff
0: yeah i was gonna say like i'm not familiar really with anyone that you know puts out at that at that pace and you know i mean it's all you know original stuff it's all cool as shit like that's that's what i like about it I, i like the attitude of it of you know i mean I know hate means something probably different to you, but you know, I got, got the banner on my, right in front of my squat rack. And you know, when I'm squatting, I'm just like, sometimes like I hate this fucking knee. And sometimes like, I, you know, I just hate,
1: you know, I hate being weak. I know (laughs) that vibe too. Cause man, there's some days, there's some days I need to push it and just remind the body that fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do what I said to do today. And I was aware that I'll pay for this but that doesn't mean we're not doing it. Exactly.
0: And so, I mean, that's just kind of what it means to me, but obviously it means a lot to a lot of people because you have, you know, you have a good following and I feel like you have a loyal following with the brand. I do very, very much. What is it that you think uh, just like makes people resonate so much
1: with like your, with your message? Man, um, you know, I do think that it's that thing about wanting to get better and then, removing any of that victim mindset so that it's it is about you and not only that like you do it for you like that's the reason to do it not because you think it's going to change this or someone else's opinion like oh make it about you and do it because it fucking matters and so I want people to pursue that I want people to spend time chasing the things that light them on fire instead of waiting for it and I'm waiting for whatever that imaginary time is. And man, I am very motivated that like, I'm going to die. Like that time's coming. Um, yeah. And that's tick tock, man. I hear, I hear that noise really, really loud. And there's not much I can do to kind of slow it down. So at this point, I'm done trying to slow it down. Yeah. You know, if that's the noise we're going to hear and that's the thing we're going to feel, we're going to run at that speed because... There's so many cool things I want to do. There's so many rad things that you get to do in the world today. Anywhere that you get a chance to go. And I want to do as many of them as I can before my time's up. (laughs) I want to meet the raddest people and I want to go see the coolest shit. And I want to feel it personally and let it become part of me. And fuck, I got to. Well, it seems like to me, like you're doing
0: it, man, like it, it, you seem like a kind of person who's, who's constantly, you know, working hard and just putting out the good information and good vibes and chasing, chasing the stuff that you want to do and trying, you know, I mean, I don't know your life obviously, but it seems like it worked. I mean, I literally saw a video of you on Joe Rogan. Yeah, that was weird, man. That was a
1: weird day. Uh, I mean that that's got to be a super weird feeling for you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was really, really cool. Yeah, um, but that's that's how I look at it. Like that's it's really, really cool. It's a it's a cool moment, and it's a cool thing to know. The right people have an idea of who I am.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the way you have to look at it. I mean, you can't you know let it blow you up, but it's like oh Jesus, I mean. Yeah, but you've worked really hard for a long amount of time. Like you've been pumping out content ever since I started following you. And then to, you know, you're not an overnight
1: success. You know, you've put in this work for a long still time. still waiting for actual success to, to happen before someone can start the overnight thing.
0: <laughs> and for like the, you know, one of the coolest dudes in the world, so to say or widely
1: thought as you know and i it, appreciate it, that <laughs> that i don't know how i've managed to sneak my way into that role but i'll go with it <laughs> yeah but you i mean you got people like him talking about you man yeah man it was it was really cool look and i mean it's a fucking total dream to to be able to go on and do a show like that and then be able to share my story or anything else with with a guy like that um so yeah being mentioned on it and then you know being mentioned in that way it wasn't a guest that brought me up it wasn't a handful of the people I know who have been on the show brought me up like he did yeah. it and yeah. like he conjured it up out of like memory. Yeah. Least he could do is throw me a follow. I wish he, you know he could yeah. <laughs> man he could catch me a follow. <laughs> Young Jamie, pull up that guy. <laughs> yeah, pull up that guy. Don't follow him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do not hit that follow button.
1: Do not. So I do have um
0: one listener question for you if that's okay yeah man um i reached out to one of my listeners because he's a huge hey brand goods fan and i uh i asked him if he had any questions for you and so he said um with you know all the things you've done college athlete uh highland games world champion all this stuff is there uh one thing that is like your favorite memory that stands
1: out to you man, there's some good ones. Um, winning, winning the, my second world championship was a really, really good, good time. Um, that was in Dumfermlin, um, Scotland. So I got to win a Highland games world championship in Scotland, which is already rad. Um, that was a weird year. Uh, So that was 2014, and my my father had passed away in April from uh, pancreatic cancer. And then Worlds would have been in August or so. And so that was really a year that I had a lot of shit to figure out about life and kind of where I actually look at things. And there was was a lot of change in me with that. And uh, that year, that was one of those things that, like I said, I can control this. And so I trained and got it together and so was in really good shape that year. And going into Scotland, um, you know, it came all the way down to the last event between me and Dan uh, McKim. And uh, heavyweight for distance was the last that year. And uh, like, man, it had been a good event for both of us. And I just fully remember knowing that, like, I got him. Like, he, you're going to have to bleed for it today. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm fully ready, and like I remember feeling that way, and I remember just going into world championship throws with the whole thing on the line with nothing but fire in me. There wasn't any anxiety about losing or any of that. It was just fucking pour the coals to it. And then winning, and uh yeah, having that, having that moment in Scotland and, and winning that one that year, that was... That was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be a super powerful
0: moment to you. I mean, it's gotta, you know, it means more because due to the circumstances
1: like around it. For sure. It means more to me now than it, than I would have recognized it at the time.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's getting more sentimental in my old age. (laughs) It's the drugs.
1: Yeah. The the drugs. (laughs) so I'll just blame it on those
0: a funny funny story for you uh I, i've been building in the process during covid building my home gym you know and in christmas time comes around and uh my mother-in-law asked my wife what i might want for christmas and she sends her a link to hey brand goods and she says nice. and she says uh there's this like script gym banner that <laughs> he might want and she sends back what is this question mark question mark question mark and uh she like screenshotted me the text and then like in the description it says my gym is my office and also my sex dungeon dude (laughs) and she was like what is going on it's a sex dungeon (laughs) and was just completely caught off guard by i love it yeah i love it it. but keep on their toes she still bought me the banner that's great
1: that's that is and we try to have fun with it eh yeah i thought it was hilarious there was a long time where just any of the item details had zero to do with what the actual (laughs) item was yeah just because the fuck do you need it's a t-shirt you've seen t-shirts before Mm -hmm. what do you what do you want to (laughs) know
0: all right man so last question ask everybody the same question if you could sum it up into one tip that would help people on their journey uh what would that be
1: you just have to start like that's it like decide you're gonna go and then from that point on it's just figuring out how to put the foot in front of the next one like stop looking at what's two miles down the road we got a lot of steps before we get there you'll figure it out in the steps there so quit having this you know paralysis in your life because you're scared of all these unknowns like just start doing and it'll it'll likely figure itself out you know if you don't hold it to some made-up standard or doing you that but just start and start doing that process and and understand as well that there's no there Mm -hmm. it's just only going to be journey and process so try to make your life as cool as you can with the time you get yeah i
0: you know with that i think nike got it right they said just do it (laughs) dude yeah
1: they've god yeah you just can't even fucking imagine like coming up with a a logo designed and then a catchphrase (laughs) that you never had to change or develop you fucking just crushed it out of the gate Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh fuck they're good that's right man
0: All right, man. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate, uh, you having you on, man. Yeah, man. glad I got to do it. Thank you. All right, folks. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the hungry for success podcast. Uh, if you want, go check out our hungry for success community on Facebook, trying to, uh, provide a little support for everybody and, uh, just stay hungry and we'll see you next week.